All right, it's a new year. I don't have to be nice anymore. <laughs> when has that ever been my problem, right? Okay, so who knows the story of the Magi? Oh, our ringer's not here. Sally's not here. You're not sitting in your normal space. How am I supposed to find you? Okay. So, this is really, this is what you call a spectacularly unfair test, since we didn't even hear it in the scriptures today. But what's the thought of how long it took the Magi to come to see Jesus? Anybody have an idea? Long time. Six months? Two years. Yeah. See, the story we, we create up here on the altar is, is, is a, an amalgamation of Luke and Matthew, and those two stories actually don't really go together very easily. But what happens in, the, in, in Matthew is, is the wise men show up, and they go to Herod and say, tell us where this boy is supposed to be born. And they you know, consult and says, well, Bethlehem. And so they go, and, and Herod says, well, let me know, you know, when you find him, so that I may go worship him too. And they bring their gifts, and after being warned in a dream to go to another, uh, to go home another way, Herod realizes he's been bamboozled. And then he actually has all of the children of that region killed under the age of two. So this is not a newborn. So when the star arose, and by the time they got there, so the point of the story is not that it took two years, but the story the the point of the story is that it took a long time. This was not just, okay, well, let's go jump in the car, grab a few snacks, we'll head over to Bethlehem, check it out, and we'll be home for supper. This is not one of those stories. And I think it's an important story uh, because the journeys that we make take a long time. Any journey that is worth taking takes a long time and it's easy to give up and I actually kind of want to talk about this story through two films that I saw over Christmas break uh, one of them was the imitation game these are both World War II um, movies and the imitation game and the other one was unbroken so I'm going to have to do some spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the films. If you haven't seen the imitation games, I need to tell you in advance that the Allies actually win the war. Oh, okay. So if you hadn't gotten through your high school history class and you weren't quite sure, I'm sorry to break the ending to you that way. And then broken, he's not actually broken at the end, so spoiler alert there too, although if you've seen a trailer, you kind of get that understanding. Isaiah is talking about darkness, and upon the darkness, light has shined. And it sounds great, but I'm thinking, I mean, World War II for me really kind of works. You've got a world that has been plunged into war. And children are being killed, and fathers are being sent away from their families. If you're here in the United States, as we came into the war very, very late. But how many of you remember collecting tin? How many of you remember margarine was invented during this period because all the butter had to go to the troops? So they had to mix, and the margarine was not the imperial that you got. It was you had the 
the color in one, you know, and then you had to mix them together, and it was kind of nasty. It was fun, right, because you could take part. But there was a sense that there was a darkness out there that needed to be challenged, that needed to be confronted and needed to be overcome. And this was not going to be easy, and it was not going to be quick. This was not jump in your car, grab some snacks, we'll be home for dinner. The imitation game is about, uh, his name is Alan Turing, I think Alan might not be the right name. Is it? Even a broken clock is right twice a day. But he, to break this, um, the Enigma Code, which had been developed by the Nazis, and it was thought to be completely unbreakable, and they, and, you know, they even had the machine to break it. But to break this code, it took a mathematician creating a computer. No one thought this code could be broken, and they finally, I, I hope I'm not spoiling things, because you should, if you know your history at all, you know the code was broken. Okay. And then here's where the light in the darkness. Who knows what happens when they broke the code? Who did they tell? They told MI6, one guy from MI6, one guy from MI6. Turing says, if we tell the generals, if we tell our boss we've broken the code, the next convoy, they're going to protect the next convoy, the Nazis are going to know the code has been broken and they're going to scrap it and two years of work will have gone to waste. So they sit on it. And the guy from MI6, and at this point, you know, no one even really knew MI6, and they lied to Chamberlain. MI6 kept this from Chamberlain. And the guy from MI6 said, you know what, I want you to do statistical analysis on figure out basically, you know, what's it going to cost us reward versus gain. And we are going to target when we use this information. And we'll put out other stories for how we got the information. So they did mathematics, actuarial tables, risk-reward. One of the guys that helped break the code, his brother was on a convoy that they decided not to save. He says, this is my brother. You are a monster. How could you not tell? Because if we tell, the Nazis know it's all been for naught. Shining light in the darkness is not a simple thing. It is not going to say, oh, you shined your light. Yay, we are so happy you've shined your light. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Selma yet, but, you know, talk about somebody who shined their light in the darkness, and everyone said, oh, thank you, Martin. We love the fact that you're pointing out that slavery might not be such a good thing, and every Jim Crow laws, maybe not so good. Everybody loves the light shined, right? No, not so much. The other movie's Unbroken, and you've got an Olympic athlete who grows up with very religious parents, and he doesn't want anything to do with religion. At the very beginning of the movie, it's a very interesting, I almost missed it. Um, 
but it's a, it's a minister talking about how God creates the two great lights, the, the light for the, that, that controls the day is the sun, and the light that rules the, the night is the... See, I've just spoiled the movie for you. You've just missed the first two minutes of the movie, you're good. And he says, the day is when works of good are supposed to be done, and the works that are not supposed to be done are done when? In the night. That's what it represents. And, and Jesus doesn't come to eliminate the dark, but to shine a light in it. To shine a light, not to eliminate the evil, but to forgive it. And what happens is the guy from Unbroken, the athlete who is this great athlete, gets in a concentration camp. Well, it's, if you've seen a trailer, you know he's in a, he's, he's in a prison camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the commandant of the camp is a sadist to him for some reason. And he wants to kill him. He just says he, to the head of the Allied, he finally gets in a camp and he says, I'm going to kill him. He says, that's not how you beat him. You beat him by living. If you kill him, they kill you, and they'll kill everybody else. You beat him by living. And at the end of the camp, after the whole thing is over, they tell the story about how he goes back and he forgives all the guards. He even wants to meet with the bird, yeah, and he won't meet with him. Yeah. World War II was a time of great darkness. The darkness was on the land. And God says, I'm going to shine in the light. I'm going to shine light in that experience. And you see it in two ways. You see it in Alan Turing, who from one side looks like a complete monster. And on the other side, help win the war. The light sometimes doesn't look like light, people. If you've seen the march of ethics in history, you know, we can't let women have the vote. <laughs> they can't be trusted, can they? We can't let black people and white people marry. That would be the end of civilization. We can't recognize the rights of gay people. Can we? The light that shines in the darkness doesn't always look like light to everybody. And if you want to keep shining your light and you want to make that light continue to shine, it is going to take a journey. It may take two years, like it took Turing and the group, to break the Enigma Code. It may take you the rest of your life. The question is, is when you see the light, and when God's light shines through you, are you going to shine that light for everyone to see, even though you know what will rise up on the other side? And that is the question that we each face, ultimately, each and every day. Will we shine our light?
and you will want to give up. You will want to quit. But then the darkness wins. The darkness doesn't go away. The darkness doesn't get defeated, folks. The darkness is seen in the light. And people need the light. The story of the Magi is three men, could have been women. Somebody was taking care of the place back home. You know that. Who went on a journey that they believed needed to be made. Will we take our journeys too? And if we do, and we shine our light, everybody will see a little clearer and the world will be blessed. And that's good news. Amen.